Hello everyone, welcome to our Patreon episode of the Poetry Club Book Club yeah. of May. Yeah. <laughs> we're sorry. Hey guys, yeah, we're really sorry for... Yeah, it's better late than ever, yeah? Yeah, that, that, that's what we think at least. Yeah. So, on this double recording session today, as we're getting a few things in order, as it happens, uh, I'll just make a quick note that I've got a, a bit of a cold. So my voice is mostly unimpaired, but if I if some pieces of audio cut a bit weirder than usual or uh, some strange noises, don't don't mind that. It's just me being weird. Sorry, <laughs> but it's fine. It should be fine most of the time. Um, today we have a lovely, lovely pick that Bruno chose also yeah. kindly. Uh, Bruno, would you care to introduce? Um, sure. Uh, so today, actually, I've been studying this poet through the whole semester, and it's it's beautiful the way that even after doing lots of papers about him and lots of analytical stuff, it's it, uh, it's still there's so much honesty and so much power in a poet such as Baudelaire. And uh, that it's uh, I can get I can get enough of him. It's it's really um, it's really um, it, he he as Nietzsche and as as Freud they they are they are basically the the fathers of the modern thinking and the modern aesthetics in a way of uh the modern statics in, in meaning the modern uh way to look at philosophy to look at the understanding of the world and of the the changes and the oxymorons and metaphors and 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 all the the complexity of of the times that we that we are now living about uh understanding religion in uh in uh, less many case way about understanding uh lots of things like uh i think that's that's the power of Baudelaire. it's it's always um uh, it's always about challenging mm -hmm. uh the status quo of certain figures about uh it's bizarre because it's it's a book from the from the 19th century and and it's it's really uh, i mean you have to the guts to actually write this and publish this at at, at that certain time mm -hmm. uh he was censored he was almost uh uh jailed he was uh, he uh, exiled himself and and yeah that's uh that that's what happens when you have uh, a truth to be said and 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 something that is uh, th that knows the truth but th doesn't want to, the people to know the truth yeah and in such an incendiary manner yeah exactly <laughs> we're, we're taking something from the flowers of evil yeah it's biggest what well, his biggest well-known classic but to think of him as this poet from modernity to think of him in paris at very uh, tumultuous times yeah of the 19th century yeah, as exactly france tended to be especially yeah. paris and to think uh one uh, a particular academic philosopher that I hold particularly dear is Walter Benjamin. Yeah. And to think 
well, Benjamin had a great deal of interest in Baudelaire yeah. when thinking about modernity and how to interpret it and question it and put a lot of those ideas in doubt, in a sense. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's something I really do appreciate in Benjamin, his questioning of the idea of progress. So, and thinking modernity, in that sense, uh, with Baudelaire is absolutely astonishing. Yeah. And... Uh, I will add at first that we will be checking out a... We, we are using uh, the version in, in, in English and both in French that we will be using is from a, a website called fleurdumal.org, uh, which I will put in the description in the Patreon post, yeah. yes, which you have seen. Yeah. And I will pick one of the various English translations there to, to read after... After Bruno reads this, uh, the, the the French version, which I think will do quite nicely. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, do you want to begin or? Um, yes. So I think you can, if you'd like to begin with okay, the I French version. Yeah. So um, I think that uh, since we have the possibility to to read the the original one, and uh, as as it is in poetry, it's really really nice to hear uh, the, the original one, so, yeah. Uh, L'Albatros. Souvent, pour s'amuser, les hommes d'équipage prennent d'Albatros vastes oiseaux de mer qui suivent en dehors l'un compagnon de voyage les navires glissant sur les gros fameurs. À peine les ont-ils déposés sur les planches, que ces rois de l'azur maladroits et honteux laissent piteusement la grande aile blanche comme des avirons traînés à côte d'eux. Ce voyageur aillé, comme il est gauche et veule, lui, nageur si beau, qu'il est comique et laide. L'un agace son bec avec un brugel, l'autre mime en boitant l'infime qui volait. Le poète est semblable au prince de Noé, qui hante la tempête et se rit de l'archer, exile sur le sol au milieu de huées, ses ailes de gens l'empêche de marcher. Charles Baudelaire. So, yeah, yeah, um, uh, another small note is that my French is really better than my English, <laughs> so I just wanted to talk about that because uh, in the last episodes my English was a bit rusty and no, today it's a, a bit better. But yeah, I've been studying French in, in in the university, so actually the 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 only place that I practice my English is here. <laughs> and so yeah, it's just a little remark because. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. So yeah, we understand. That, that, that's <laughs> fine. Uh, after all, that's what you've been studying for the past what four years ago, almost now. Yeah, almost four years. Yeah. So yeah, it, it only makes sense. Your <laughs> French is sharp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely fine. It helps. It helps, especially especially now. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm going to pick one of the various translations from uh, the albatross. Okay. Often to amuse themselves, the men of a crew catch albatrosses. Those vast seabirds that indolently follow a ship as it glides over the deep briny sea. Scarcely have they placed them on the deck than these kings of the sky, clumsy, ashamed, pathetically let their great white wings drag beside them like oars. That winged voyager, how weak and go she is, so beautiful before, now comic and ugly. One man worries his beak with a stubby clay pipe, another limps, mimics the cripple who once flew. The poet resembles this prince of cloud and sky, who frequents the tempest and laughs at the bowman, when exiled on the earth, the butt of hoots and jeers, his giant wings prevent him from walking. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> where, where, where do you where want to begin, start? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, um, Baudelaire was also the first poet to talk about the laws of the, I don't, the circlet. Uh, halo. Uh, I don't know the when when an angel has a the halo. It's yes. a halo. Yeah, the, the, he he was the first to talk about these. Um, uh, uh, I mean, uh, it, it's really interesting to see that uh, at, at first sight, uh, you read this kind of poem and you think that Baudelaire uh, thinks about the poet as a, a heightened uh, kind of being who knows about... But the, the grace in Baudelaire is that it's always uh, the purity and the... And the the obscurity, the darkness, it, it's always, everything is always uh, dual in, in a meaning of co coexistence. So here, uh, at the same time that he's talking about the poet as a high being, the uh, a prince of the, prince of the, of the skies and, <laughs> and all those things, uh, it, it's just, uh, it's just, uh, a way to say that the, the poet, he's not that. He thinks like that, but he's trapped uh, in a in a in a world that that he it's not as vast as he wants it to be. Yeah, he almost doesn't fit. Yeah, and that's a common theme. Uh, yeah, Baudelaire mocks purity. Yeah, mocks this sort of high octane. Oh, this yeah. special distance. No, it's he walks comically. He his giant wings prevent him from walking. Yeah, like, down to earth. Yeah, in the ground, he's he doesn't fit. He's yeah. a strange figure, a strange character. Yeah, even. And, and that's and that's basically the figure of the poet and the the figure of the poet in in a sense of the poet as a as a a job and as a a kind of. Uh, kind of life being a poet it's always about uh trying to reach for heights that are reach for heights about your own being and trying to uh, to transcribe that in in words so the figure of the poet it's always about that uh that heightening at the same and at the same time is about uh about hu uh, humility in a way mm -hmm. of Knowing that y you can't reach those heights, you can you can only reach those heights um, mentally, and and at the same time, it's uh, uh, the the figure of the albatross having gigantic wings. It, it's it resembles exactly the the kind of of poet that in in his in his trajectory in his adventure to know more and to think more about his own self he ends up being trapped within himself and having to talk about things that are uh, beyond him but at the same time that about things that uh, it, it's like it's like uh, battle scars in a in a way like it, it has a certain deepness and a, and a density of sense but at the same time is about uh about being hurt and being put in a in a certain 
in a certain uh, place uh, because the the poet it's it's always a, a a funny a funny subject because he 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 doesn't it seems that he doesn't fit even in the literature uh in the literature uh how can i say it uh in the ambience of literature you, i mean there are the the there are the uh, people who write novels and and people who write plays for example and, and there's a there there's always there's there has a, <laughs> i'm sorry there's always been say that yeah there's always been there, there's always been uh a kind of mockery about mm-hmm. poetry because in a sense it's less physical work in the way of uh in the modern poetry it's less of a, it's less work to write i don't know 10 poems than if you write uh a whole uh a whole uh book uh, a whole novel but at the same time it, it, it's that fight about the about the the figure of the poet that the the type of work the intensity of work that is uh that is invested in those i don't know in those in a sonnet in those uh in those 20 lines in those 24 lines it, it it's always like a jewelry work it's always really min- uh really attentive and 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 caring about lots of things but at the end it's always shorter it's always uh it's like the just short story yeah uh, in a sense like uh the the big novelists the big uh, uh the big authors from theater there's always uh kind of a, <laughs> a difference in uh but poetry is Uh, it's less work in a in a bad way of putting the the, the, the use of less yeah. and work. <laughs> yeah, there's always been a, a sort of disconnection between the the poet and his work and both other authors in that sense and society in general. Yeah. So and, and Baudelaire really does remark this, like the the, the albatross sees itself or wants to be this high flying like, king and prince of the skies yeah. or whatever. But when he's down to the ground in reality, he walks comically. He is he isn't taken seriously. Yeah. Even. So it, it it also helps us think of the relation between the artist in in a general sense and more specifically the poet and society. Yeah. And how is how is he seen? How does he portray himself? And and there's sort of this double way of thinking because on the one time he acts in a sort of strange and peculiar manner so the poet is responsible the artist is responsible on the other he is seen comically so there is like a sort of double responsibility there yeah. maybe stretching a bit yeah. but i think it makes sense to think that the distancing between the poet in this case and society is something that is done by the poet in a sort of mystical and mysticism which Baudelaire absolutely does not do yeah. and refuses yeah And by society as well, seeing this, you know, this is sort of strange, he's sort of weird, he doesn't fit yeah. in. And at times that can be very derogatory and very comical, uh, as in jeery manner. 
but it's it it, it is it is strange. Uh, the, again, I was mentioning before the albatross. The albatross is this weird bird. Yeah. It's a strange thing. Like yeah. he's sort of this huge bird, but he doesn't fly that well. He's usually seen or used as a, in a comical manner. He's a bad. He can also be a bad omen, uh, especially at sea. I think so. It's it, it is definitely. A, Again, and the thing about poetry, it's very well thought out. Yeah. Good and especially great poetry yeah. is something that took a stupid amount of time yeah. to think, to reflect, yeah. to write. Like that's, uh, it is the repetitive and the writing, the rewriting, the rethinking of all these structures, like taking uh, into account internal rhyme schemes, yeah. the general structure, the means, the yeah. words. Yeah. It's something that we've always talked about when you thought about poetry these various meanings, there's a sort of precision there. Yeah. And even when there isn't, even when it's vague, it's a, vi- it's a precise vagueness. Yeah. It's something that is deliberate. Yeah. At least from the, these great and uh, honorable poets and such. Like, it's not accidental. Yeah. It's something thought out. And while not every meaning is expected, etc., it's the construction of the poems, and especially in this case with the portrayal that it creates, it is very well thought out. Yeah. And the choice of the albatross is not accidental, it's not a coincidence. No, it is this strange bird, much like the poet is a strange human being. Yeah. He's this strange figure in society. He doesn't fit in. He, At the same time, he is prince and he is the fool. <laughs> yeah. It and is he's this... also a bad omen. Exactly. He <laughs> is both. Yeah. And... It, it, it is like it's somewhat of a, a short and sweet poem, yeah. which it isn't, yeah. uh, because it's sort of peculiar and the albatross is a strange yeah. thing. But it's it's very... I, I like this poem. I like yeah. this poem a lot. <laughs> and I, I think thinking about the artist as this albatross and how... Well, he doesn't, and the poet as well, he doesn't need to be this. I mean, he shouldn't be this. Yeah. He should be this closer to home figure. Yeah. He should be someone who is in society, right? Take, for example, uh, or, or not the poet explicitly, but the, the writer, Giovanni Martins. Mm-hmm. He, he's someone who writes from a literary point of view, but someone who is engaged with society. Yeah. So there's this sort of, it's this distancing from the idea of the ivory tower. Yeah. Which, exactly. uh, well, I did the same, rejecting that. So uh, I think there's a lot of this effort here from... And, and it's sort of a double uh, uh, two-way street. There's an effort from the actual artists into placing themselves in society, not seeing themselves as outside of it. And the same goes for academics, of course, as we were talking yeah. about in our latest episode. But also uh, from... There also needs to be this sort of general or larger change in the way that society in general sees and faces these artists yeah so that they aren't simply know these people who are wasting their time and art as a waste of time and all that stupid nonsense so i think that is something that uh, when we place this albatross and we think like okay so this is what we have so how can we think about it not like this how can we make it not the albatross? Yeah. How can we move beyond it, perhaps? Yeah. So that is a sort of a way, at least I try to interpret it and I try to look at the albatross in a sort of more positive manner. 
perhaps. Yeah, yeah be- because nowadays I think that uh, actually it's it's exactly what you said, but it's even uh, I think that's even a, a another element that is even worse about art and about artists is in in a general sense in society, because nowadays um, it's really. Uh, it's really selective when someone does good in arts and when someone is completely and utterly uh, avoided or or forgotten. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, uh, with with uh, and this tends to be a topic that it's it sounds like uh, a bunch of old people talking, but with the internet, <laughs> with, with the uh, and and especially in Brazil, I mean. Uh, I I study in a place where lots of people try to begin writing to try a bit of an artist's um, career. And me as well, I uh, I try to write poetry. I I already wrote a whole thing, a whole, um, not a book, but a, a whole um, notebook uh, of poetry. And then I threw it away. And it's it's a really difficult relation nowadays because uh, it's about, uh, for, uh, in my perspective, uh, uh, and I think Frank as well because Frank uh, he he started writing really early. Mm-hmm. I don't know how how many. Uh, at, uh, I think I was like what, ten or eleven. Yes. Yeah, so Frank started. Uh, uh, um, how can I, I? I'm forgetting the name. The uh, it's a story. Uh, ah, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 so é um, uh, um coisa, um romance. Sim. Mas é um uma novel. Sim. É, é isso. Uh, Frank started uh, writing a novel when he was ten, eleven, and there's and there's a that that is uh, I think a, an awesome age to begin because I I don't know for you but at least for me when I started writing when I was I mean I was seventeen eighteen when I started writing poetry it was a lot about not caring about publishing it mm-hmm. and at the same time uh, I think that. Even if that's a more sincere way to write, uh, it, it was also really, uh, really glued together to the notion of I don't want anybody to read this mm-hmm. because it's too sincere. It, it's <laughs> it's too much of me. And actually, I just threw it away because when I reread it, I was terrified about how honest it was. <laughs> And and I mean, Baudelaire, it, it's it's exactly this. It's man, he 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 was censored. He was it, lots of things that it, it was obvious that it was going to happen because it was profanation and it was uh, he was accused of being an, an, an satanist and 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 those kinds of things, but. It, it just helps to understand even better the as we were saying the the image of the poet in society uh i think people uh 
uh, I think it's it's really it really has to do about what you said about society seeing the poet as not a waste of time, but at the same time the poet seeing himself not as the albatross mm -hmm. because there's kind of uh i mean poetry it was the it was the kind of lifestyle of a classic rock star mm -hmm. i mean it was about it was about self discovery and about self discovery through drugs and through uh through i don't know religion and, and i mean it's It's really, and uh, Baudelaire was completely, uh, completely a maniac about uh, <laughs> about. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to talk in English uh, to uh, to speak. Uh, I don't know the word in English for uh, hashish, opio. Um, it's uh, opium. Opium and and weed, but it's not weed. Really, it's uh, it's a, a another type of weed. And and I mean it, it's I think that's what it's lacking about the the modern poets because the modern poets they set themselves in a at least in Brazil it seems that they set themselves in a a kind of catatonic uh, nobody understands the poet anymore so each poet is each poet and there's no unity in poetry and the poet is this. Is this albatross again? Mm -hmm. But it's it, it seems to me that the modern poet here in Brazil, it's 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 a it's an albatross that it's flying, but it's flying shame. He he is uh, he he's seen by by the people, but at the same time he he doesn't trust himself. He doesn't trust his own. Uh, no, not that he doesn't trust his own poetry, but. In a sense, I don't see unity anymore in in the in poetry in Brazilian poetry. There's there's uh, lots of single types of poets like I don't know uh, Ferreira Goulart died. In, uh, I don't know which year, but it it was not uh, long ago. I think it's it was 2016, 2017, something like that. Uh, Paulo Leminski is. I think he's still alive, but yeah. Probably. But, but yeah, it's uh, all, all those kinds of Ana Cristina Cesar, uh, lots of poets here in Brazil that they have notable work and they are seen as those strange species that walk mm -hmm. through São Paulo or walk through <laughs> through Brazil like in a bohemian way. And at the same time, it seems like they they don't even know about the existence of the other poets mm -hmm. so it's it's also and in french as well the the poem talks about one albatross so it's not about the poets it's about the poet the poet mm -hmm. as a figure the poet as a generalized way of feeling and of living in our society and this is mm -hmm. the 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 19th, 19th century so it's really it's really Even it's much more complex to think about the poets nowadays. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I'm sorry, I'm I'm talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think it's fine. It's it's yeah. uh, being much closer to you, after all. But it's it is a poem that leads us into thinking about how how do we place these artists in society and yeah. how as society we look at them and we make use of them. Yeah. Once again, going back to the discussion we had on our latest episode, that 
it is difficult to engage with, with the artist. Yeah. It is tough work, especially poetry. Poetry is like, it's almost this sort of code. Yeah. It's like this codified language to a certain level of precision and degree, which is a, a, almost a hieroglyphic. Yeah. It, 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 it borders on that. Yeah. On how absurdly specific and detailed it is. Yeah. And yet, therein lies its brilliance. And when we think about, well, it is difficult to think of today, like, what is poetry today? Of course it exists, but yeah. we don't have that much notice of it. Yeah. Uh, for, take, for example, like, um, the this Proteum magazine, which I, I've sent to you as well. They are also doing sort of recent work on literature and uh, especially poetry. And we may do something with them at some point. Yeah. But it is... It's definitely sort of work that became like shadowed recently. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, I, I especially thinking a lot, and, and I'm thinking about Benjamin now, is sort of the work of art, it's reproducibility. Yeah. It's hard to to quickly and intensely reproduce or reproduce poetry. Uh, if we want to think about how that is done, we can, there's, it's easy, music. Yeah. Music has incorporated certain, especially with its lyricism. Especially if we go back to a lot of music was instrumental, and nowadays, uh, well, there have been instrumental styles of music, yeah, especially yeah. electronic and all that. Yeah, so it's something to think about there. I I know nothing <laughs> about on this sort of technical and yeah, more yeah. deep deep level on uh, music, but although I do enjoy it, and. When we think a lot about recent pop music or rap or whatever, uh, lyrical, uh, with lyrics in that sense, how it is the way that this sort of more poetic writing reproduces itself today. Yeah. And how it is via music that it is reproduced constantly. And how sort of just the poetry, just the the lyricism itself has sort of become shadowed in a sense. And how do we... Well, there's a challenge. Like, there's evidently poetry today. Brodium magazine, for example, shows that clearly. But where do we find it? How do we find it? How do we engage it? How do we make use of it? Yeah. And I think maybe my message for today's Patreon episode is that, like, let's push for poetry today. Yeah. And let's push to make use of today's poetry as well. Because it's... It's there, and yeah. it, it we seems can like, learn from it. it seems we can like, grow from it. it. Yeah, it seems that we don't have a grasp on it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, as you were talking, I thought about uh, maybe the problem that we actually stumbled on is just that poetry has... has uh, it evolved in a level of abstraction and about thinking about the poet and the person in himself uh, sort of a a satanistic way of thinking about diving within yourself and and learning about the the most obscure things that you wouldn't think about in your own self uh that uh and, and that's after baudelaire uh baudelaire still had a a really a really big uh, preoccupation about uh, he, he had a poetical care about rhyming and about metric and about keeping it classical but talking about 
new things. Mm-hmm. And today, I mean, uh, it's not a critic, uh, but I think that the the most popular uh, element about poetry is the rhyme, mm-hmm. and it's the kinds of metrics that you use. So that's why the music uh, industry and music as it is itself overshadow poetry because uh, it's, it seems like to me that as the poet tried to embark in an av- adventure about learning about himself, he needed to, to, to uh, leave behind the, the, the care about metric and about rhyme and that's when uh, poems in prose b- mm-hmm. began when poets without me- with without metric without rhymes began in concrete their- poetry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and yeah, I mean, it's it's it seems to me that it's a double symptom because at the same time that music industry is a bit. Uh, hybrid in a way that there's lots of good things and at the same time that the most popular things are more industrialized in a, in a way of not being art uh being having that care that the poet had about mm-hmm. the metric and and about each certain thing uh so maybe that's why uh, music is overshadowing poetry because we have a massive industry that uh, that has the power of music, which is mm-hmm. also the power of poetry, mm-hmm. but at the same time we we can't we can't uh, hold it against music because even poetry has lost its its more popular its its roots because poetry just began the roots of poetry are folk music. Yeah. It's about folk tales. It's about Rhyming is about something that can be uh, present in in the the heads of the the minds of the people uh, from I don't know even well, I I mean it's it's before medieval times before yeah the oral traditions in yeah that sense that poetry wasn't written it was yeah. an oral thing yeah exactly it 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 was. It was music, but it was not music. So mm-hmm. today we have music that it's also not completely music in a way that it's not completely artisanal. Uh, I don't know; it's that's uh, even a word. Artisanal. Artisanal. Sorry. And at the same time, poetry is a bit lost in its own adventure about learning about poetry inside <laughs> poetry. So yeah, that's why I think your your what you were saying is is completely necessary at the same time that we need to think about where have we gone with poetry makes a lot of sense yeah yeah and i'll add to that that it it, that's that's how it seems that that the way that the the cultural industry has appropriated poetry has been through music and there's that's not necessarily not necessarily a detriment to the music itself but it is how it happened in a way so yeah, I think I think that's that. Yeah, I think that's that's it for now. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if these are gonna be a bit shorter. It's it's mostly because like, although my voice is fine, 
physically I'm still not that well. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't want to make these too long, especially since I'm probably going to edit the poetry ones. Yeah. And not, well, you will have known, but in any case, might as well say. Uh, probably going to edit the poetry ones and not the other ones. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm still, jury's still out on that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I think that we can call it here for the albatross. Anything yeah. else you'd like to add, Bruno? No, no, that's basically it. Uh, I recommend all of you to actually read the poem, actually read the first part of of the I, I don't know the the name of the book in English. Flowers I'm, of Evil. Flowers of Evil. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about Sarajumar. <laughs> uh, but yeah, read it. It's really good. If you have any interest uh, in poetry and never read it. It's just an essential. You need to read it. It's it's absolutely amazing, and yeah, that's it for now. Yeah, uh, thank you so much for listening to our Patreon episode, my uh, dear friends and comrades. It's it means a lot to yeah. to have Patreon, especially at this level. Exactly to to listen to us and to believe in us in a sense. So thank yeah. you, very thank much. you very much, and to the next one. <laughs>